Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as neat as a Patrick Schick turn and chip, fantasy advice as emphatic as a Brill Imbolo breakout performance and pundits who create a double act capable of toppling giants just like Folland and Bailey. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Surrogat. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Episode 12 and joining me as ever, it is the fantasy fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, not a single clean sheet all weekend what did you make of match day 13 Uh, I think it was the best match day for a long long time and it might be just uh, because of uh, the Bremen win at the end but I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, even more so when you get three points in the bank so that was really important and yeah and I had a really good fantasy weekend as well so well, it was all in all a, a very good weekend. The Monday did suck a bit because uh, Kostic couldn't live up to the expectations I had for him. But I think a lot of people had that issue with Philip Kostic. I was going to say, I think that was Frankfurt as a whole, really, wasn't it? In terms of not living up to expectations. But as the weekend results were coming in, I couldn't help but think of our conversation and you in particular about the point you made about Hansi Flick and no shots on target so far and then Leverkusen somehow managed to, <laughs> to beat Bayern in one of the flukiest games I've seen in a long time in terms of how much they hung on but hey like you've got to do what you got to do against Bayern to take all three points don't you? Yeah but like you said it was very very fluky and I'm not sure if you have seen that screenshot of the injury time in Munich where basically three Bayern players are just running wild to Radetzky and somehow it's not a goal at the end. So a lot of crazy stuff happened in that match. I wouldn't read too much into it. I think Bayern still are odds on favorites to win at Mönchengladbach probably because they they hadn't had a bad game. It was just like one of these days. Sometimes it doesn't break. So nothing breaks your way. And that was basically... Uh, the reason why Bayern lost that game. Yeah, it's the, it's the beauty of the Bundesliga this season. Anything can happen at any given time. Volatile is a word we continue to use on this show, and rightly so, because it just so aptly describes both the league and the fantasy game right now. But let's move on to some listener questions, then, because we do have a fair bit to get through today. We'll start with a couple of questions from at underscore Kai Dust underscore, the first of which he asks Flo, should we keep Herman for the Bayern game? I think that's uh, the question you can't really answer without seeing the squad of the person in question. He's definitely a guy I wouldn't mind shipping out. But if I had bigger issues in my squad, um, I would also totally find keeping Patrick Herrmann. Because only two players scored more points in the last five games than him. And that's Philipp Max and Timo Werner. So he outscored even the likes of Robert Lewandowski in that time span. So... I don't think it's out of the question that he at least gives you a decent game here. Yeah, he's he's holding esteemed company right now and he would be high on my priority list for people to get rid of this weekend. But yeah, I think I, I would agree with Flo. It may not all be doom and gloom when it comes to Herman's prospects. Question number two from Kai Dust. He asks, what later kickoff midfielders should be considered for flexibility this week? So he's talking about the Saturday evening game and the two Sunday games, Flo. Who would you put high on the list here? Yeah, that's a, it's a very good question and a question I'm asking myself because Schalke is playing at Leverkusen. That's a tough match. And Arid, I think, is in a lot of 
fantasy squads in mine as well. And I personally probably would ship Arid over Hermann. I would sell him. Cause really? Really? So Hermann against Bayern or Arit against Leverkusen? Yeah, I probably, I probably sell Arit. Sounds crazy, but I think although he did score a lot last week, didn't look that sharp as we were used of him. So I'm, I'm not feeling as comfortable with him uh, as I am with Hermann. Very interesting. Uh, just yeah, I think the the shot involvement of Hermann is just bigger. So and then uh, Leverkusen has no real midfielder I want to invest in. Harvards is coming back after injury, but he's very expensive and hasn't shown that he's worth the money so far this season. And uh, then you're heading into Sunday. Union Berlin is facing off against Cologne. I think there's some good budget options there with Andrich for 4.8 million. You could look that way on the Cologne side. I would prefer Florian Kain, 6.1 million. Uh, I actually would love to bring in Kainz if I would be 100% that he's going to be in a starting 11. I think he will, but that's not a given. And then the last game of the match day is Bremen against Paderborn. And the Bremen midfield, I think an interesting guy is Leonardo Bittencourt. Uh, he's priced 11 million, really like uh, taking his game to the next level. Uh, have scored in his uh, two two last uh, games. He missed one in between because of injury, the Schalke game. I think he's an interesting choice if you wanted a bit safer. Eggestein is 12.2 million, also decent choice. And Shaheen is a budget option for Bremen. He's probably going to get his set-piece duties back again, but... Take in mind, uh, last week Ludwig Augustinsson was taking the set pieces for on all positions that were good, of uh, the best fit for a left-footed guy. So we haven't seen them both and uh, we, we have to check who's actually uh, keeping set piece duties. I think it's going to be Shahin and then 6.6 is also a good value. Yeah, I think it's a, yeah. But there's no slam dunk play in midfield. Oh, I like that. That's a, that's a good way, a good way of looking at it. No, I think it is a big conundrum this weekend. And that's why it's funny. I, part of me is almost, I don't have Herman in my squad. So I think I should say that first off, but part of me is tempted just to stick with Arit and ride it out with him because of how difficult and how big of a conundrum the midfield back is um, for the flexibility this weekend and that may be the course I opt to go down. Okay, but let's move on to the third and final part of Kai Dus's question. He says, is it a, t- a good time to let Okchipka and Kadzerbeck go? And he asks, have you got any ideas on who to replace them with Flo? Yeah, I don't love both of these players for this match day, so I think it would be a good time. Philip Max, I'm very high on. He's, he's on, in great form. Uh, like I said, he's one of the two guys who outscored Patrick Hammond in the last few games. He's 12 million around that price tag. If you want to play on Friday evening, I think Danny Da Costa for 12 million has shown that he can do a lot. Hakimi on uh, for 30 million is a really good option. And I also think you can go a bit cheaper and invest in Bremen with Gabriel Selassie 8.8, Augustinsson 9.2. And if you think that Union uh, will get the better of Cologne, which is not unlikely, uh, I guess, then I think uh, Christopher Trimmel is actually a really good option for 8.2 million. 
Yeah, you know what? You've covered all the bases there. And Trimble was the one name I was going to add to the list that you had written down, but you added him yourself. So I'm quite all right with that. You've covered all the bases. Love it. So let's move on to the next question. A little simpler. It's from at Beard Deutsches. He says, Kostic or Gnabry this week? Very tough question. Head to head. If there were uh, kickoffs at the same time, I would prefer Nabri. But just because of the Friday evening game and with a chance to give you a free hit and maybe miss, but uh, at least a hit at a great star man, I actually would prefer uh, Kostic. Because uh, Nabri is playing on Saturday afternoon, so you probably have at least another player who can um, be your star man then and who can outscore him like Marcel Zabitzer, for instance. If you've got Zabitzer and Nabri in your squad, you have to choose who's going to be your star man. And you probably go with Zabitzer anyway because he has a better matchup at home against Hoffenheim. So uh, that's the reason why I would actually prefer Kostic, just because of kickoff times. Yeah, you know what? I, I think that's sound reasoning. I have Gnabry in my squad, but I'm not going to lie when I say that Kostic is very high on my shopping list this weekend. It depends whether I need money elsewhere as to whether it's him or someone else that may get mentioned later on in the show. But a good answer there from Flo. Moving on, at Brin- Hoof has got in touch and said which combination would you recommend Flo? I will pose this to you he says Hinteregger and Rashica or Hakimi and Osako definitely Hinteregger and Rashica but like Rashica is carrying 90% of that load uh, why I like this duo better I would love to have Rashica and Hakimi. Although Hinteregger, like, he's a real goal threat. I think he already scored four goals this season. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and the same, uh, like I said, with Kostic holds true for Hinteregger as well. He's playing on a Friday evening, which makes him a lot more attractive. Hakimi is playing on a Saturday afternoon. You definitely have another player you can uh, who can be your star man on Saturday afternoon. But uh, if you don't have Hinteregger, you probably don't have any Frankfurt defender. So uh, that's another reason to like that pairing more. Yeah, I, whenever Hinteregger is mentioned, you know I'm going to be a fan and, of it. So I, I, I'm a big advocate of his in this o- game as well. Ozako is not in the condition he was at, uh, at the start of the season. Like his injury seems to like got him a bit off track because he was really on fire at the start of the season. And now Rashica and Bittencourt both have uh, overtaken him in where the the Bremen attacking play goes. Yeah, that's. So. I mean, that's only natural after an injury, though, isn't it? Yeah, and I hope maybe he's uh, getting back to form against Paderborn, but. Uh, like his last two games weren't really good. Yeah, I was wondering. I was looking at Osako as well because I, you know, I have been weighing up Rashica as a as a striking option this weekend, and I just uh, with Osako, I, I wonder whether he might be like a second half of the season differential where he really comes on strong again in the second half of the season. I'd love to see that, but he's one to keep an eye on, and he's a massive gamble right now. So he could pay off, but it is a big gamble. Okay, let's move on. Hafid FW has got in touch again, Flo, and he. He is asking, what's the best midfield and forward options from the Frankfurt team this weekend? So I like Kamada if he's playing 6.8 million. Great budget option, but the safer pick would be Philip Kostic. We already talked about him, 15.8 million. Hadn't had the best game, but the thing with Kostic, he had a 
bad game and still scored seven fantasy points. So it's not like he was a total downer. That definitely can happen with Kamana. Won't probably happen with Kostic, but the price gap is almost 10 million. So I think if you, I wouldn't have any involvement in the Frankfurt midfield and Kamada is in the starting lineup, I would probably prefer him because it gives me opportunity to spend up elsewhere. And up front, if Andre Silva is in the squad, I might be tempted or I would be tempted if it weren't for my banker. Uh, I'm not giving him away <laughs> just yet, but I don't think it'll come as a surprise for anyone. But uh, Andre Silva is involved in a lot of shots if uh, when he's on the pitch. Uh, Hütter said that he's not 100% and that his form is lacking, but that he will be at his best soon. And that was last week when he said that. Now Dost is out for the Hinrunde, so maybe he'll try it with Silva, who warmed the bench for 90 minutes at Mainz, despite Frankfurt needing a goal 2-1 uh, down and Hütter just doing two substitutions. That struck me as very odd in that match. Uh, also, Jovic was uh, on the bench for 90 minutes, so he could have done with a striker, but yeah, it wasn't the case. I probably would leave the Frankfurt attack alone if Silva isn't in the lineup. Yeah, oh, Jovic. That's like that's fond memories of the of the summer when everyone thought he may be the go-to answer for Frankfurt's front line in the fantasy game, and he's barely played a minute since. It's a bit of a shame. Okay, but talking of strikers, the next part of Hafid's question flow is with Levy, Werner, and Kramerich all kicking off at the same time. Who should he get rid of, and who would be the best replacement? Get rid of Kramer, <laughs> yeah, <Rashid laughs> right, uh, Kramaric, uh, and get uh, Rashica. Yeah. I was going to say, I think with Werner and Lewandowski, I know Lewandowski's uh, drawn a blank in the last two games, but I think you can't really afford to get rid of them right now. They are they are must-haves, so therefore Kramerich becomes a, a somewhat easy option. Final part of Hafiz's question, is Hakimi the best option from Dortmund's defence? Yes. I think that's a quick answer. I wouldn't look at anyone else. Yeah, literally no one else is even close to being as attractive as Hakimi, in a fancy sense, I should say. Although, uh, how much how much is Zagadou? Oh, he's low, so if but you... he's not as low as he was last season. So let me quickly check Zagadou, Zagadou 5.9 million. So if you need a punt and you want the Dortmund defender, he definitely can score after a set piece, but otherwise... He'll need a clean sheet to at least be around the eight points tally. And I usually don't gamble on players like Zagadou, but yeah. If, yeah, his, his, his prospects are quite short term, aren't they? Well, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, Hummelska is just a one game suspension, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but Zagadou will be the only one if you like squeeze it out of me, but Hakimi. Well, there you go. Two, two options to work with, definitely from Dortmund's yeah. back line. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend Zagadou. I just think he can be differential, and uh, but you need you basically need him to score uh, after a corner or a free kick. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving on. At Ignatius Bryan, L1 he says I just need to ask is this a good move or not so he's listed out his three substitutions or his three transfers for this week flow is Okchipka to Max great Hermann to Sabitzer great Karajobek to Trimmel also great I like it and he's saying that he's got 9.6 million in the bank I'm not sure if he has 
six million to spend on Trimmel. Yeah, I think that was that's before the Trimmel. Yeah, th that's decision. how I, I read it as well. I think Trimmel is pretty safe. Uh, a guy I would maybe look at is uh, Gebre Selassie, 8.8 million. And I like him against Paderborn. That's why I brought him in uh, last week. Uh, looking forward because uh, I needed a budget defender and uh, I wanted Gebre Selassie, I think. Uh, he also has a decent shot at a goal against Paderborn. But Trimmel, maybe uh, he's a safer option. I just have Lenz in my squad, and that's why I didn't go to, to Trimmel and went to Gibber Selassie instead. No, it's uh, well worth throwing out another name as well. But I actually, yeah, I, I'm with you. I like all three moves, and it will give him a bit of money left over in the bank as well. Okay, moving on. At SBKenzie-esque 11 on Twitter says, I'm looking to move out to Ram. Is Rashica the right way to go in the sub-15 million range, or is there someone better? There's no one better. Not in the sub-15 and not in the above-15 million range. <laughs> there, there you go. And a completely unbiased opinion there from Flo. Of course. <laughs> no, but it's, he's actually he's, he's spot on this weekend. We'll, we'll talk about Rashica later and I'll, I'll give you a set that will make your, your head explode, James. Oh, I look forward to it, although that could get a bit messy, but we'll see. <laughs> um, and then the, the second part of Kenzie's question, you know what, we've already talked a bit about Kostic, so you know what, we won't answer it because he's asked whether it's a good time to sell Kostic. I think we've given pros and cons to both buying and selling him already. So we will move on and we will move on to at Mace Kaleshko's question. And again, part one is about a recommended replacement for Karajabek. I think we've covered some of those already. So I'll ask the second part of his question flow, which is, is it time to get rid of Bellarabi? If yes, who is the best replacement? Yeah, Bellarabi is a tricky one because we know he's performing if he's on the pitch, but he might not be on the pitch. And that's like, that's a problem. And that's why I'm not touching the Leverkusen midfield, although they have uh, good players. And I mean, you could, and I'm, I'm not sure, like the question, you probably have Sabitzer. If not, I think he would be a prime option, definitely a prime option to bring in. I already talked about Bittencourt, that I liked him really much. And if you have the money, I think it's worth spending up for Jaden Sancho. I mean, he and Favre, uh, they hugged each other rather publicly at Berlin last week. I think that was a sign that everything's forgiven now. And I think he's going to perform. And I would love to bring him in. I, I just can't see a way of getting the funds because he's 18.3 million. But he would be probably my first option if price isn't an issue in midfield. There you go. Well, there will be plenty of other replacement recommendations coming up in part two. So we'll leave it there for part one. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with the fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball. Time for a rundown of the upcoming fixtures from match day 14. And you know what? Actually, before we do that, I'll do the notable players on four bookings again. We did this last week, but there are a few updates, a few new players in there. I've picked out the best of them. So Kimmich, Liner, Zakaria, McKenny, Hinteregger, Terodde, Grujic, Vargas, Tizeron, and then Bittencourt is the other one that I picked out. Um, so those are the players just to keep in the back of your mind if you are looking to bring any of them 
them in that they could be facing a one-game ban in the near future. But let's move on to the fixtures, starting with the Friday night game, Frankfurt against Hertha. In terms of team news, Flo has already mentioned the fact that Doss is out until the winter break. Hasabe is set to make his return, reportedly. For Hertha, Plattenhardt and Klunter are vying for starting bursts against Mittelstadt and Wolf, respectively. Now, Frankfurt and Hertha are the only Bundesliga teams to have lost their last three league matches in a row. Hertha have actually lost five in a row now. The last time they lost six in a row was at the start of 2012. It's also worth noting that Frankfurt have actually never scored against Hertha under Hutter, which is a phenomenal statistic, if I do say so myself. But the big question, Flo, Hertha, their debut under Jürgen Klinsmann, a 2-1 loss to Dortmund, not the easiest game to start off with, but there were signs of life. So I wanted to ask you, who were the big winners in terms of a fantasy player from that game? Did anyone catch your eye? Yeah, I think Davis Elke is the biggest winner uh, by far. It seems like... Klinsmann is going to be a mentor for Zelke and it's not coming as a surprise because they a bit like Klinsmann was a world-class striker but like his first touch was awful his technique was awful but still somehow he ended up being at his prime one of the best strikers in the world and I think maybe he sees a lot of himself and Davy Zelke because he has kind of the same problems that Klinsmann got when he was uh, playing and maybe he's the right person to guide Selke to a breakout that we've all been waiting for for several years right now. So uh, I think that's definitely a possibility and if you also connect the dots that Alexander Nuri, who's uh, the assistant coach of Jürgen Klinsmann, worked at Bremen under uh, Viktor Skripnik and Skripnik was the one that brought Selke to the Bundesliga. Nuri actually was uh, the coach of the second team uh, at Bremen during that time but they know each other as well so I think Selke is the biggest winner and I think you can also mention Vladimir Darida because Andre Duda wasn't even in the match squad so he seems to be Totally out of it at Hatta. I can't understand why exactly, but it seems the way, and that means that Darida is basically without an opponent who can uh, challenge him for a starting job. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd go as far as saying Darida's one of the big winners for Hertha of this whole season, but I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. But he was someone that was, was involved in a lot of shots before Klinsmann came on board. It was nice to see that that didn't change. And it really is, it's almost a throwback to his time at Freiburg. I remember him being so much more impactful in the attacking third with them. And so, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's very nice to see. I think the only other name I'd throw out is Luca Bacchio, because along with Darida and Zelka, it was the three of them that were all involved in five shots in some sort of combination of shots and passes to a shot against Dortmund and actually that's quite an impressive sign against the Dortmund side in a loss so yeah I think those are all great answers in terms of wild cards big differentials from this Friday night game is there anyone that's worth the gamble in your eyes Flo? I mentioned Kamada before, uh, 6.8 million, but he's quite popular. If you want the even more differential midfielder, I would maybe look at Gibril So. Uh, I think he's playing quite well. Uh, it's giving decent fantasy returns, and uh, if he happens to get on the score sheet, I think he can have a great day for 9.1 million. He's cheap enough to merit that. And uh, like I said before, Silva is 11 million. He would be... A very good option 
if you would be in the starting 11. And I think you can also look at Gonzalo Paciencia, also 11 million. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I like all of those. I'll throw out two defensive options just to kind of add something to the mix. Almami Toure, it's not guaranteed that he'll be in the starting lineup, but it is very likely. And if you've watched the way Frankfurt play, when they are on form, and I stress that because this season we've seen them drop out of form a little more often than we did last season, but when they are on form, the two wide centre-backs almost end up playing like right and left backs at times. And Almami Toure is someone that I've seen that from in his limited appearances this season. And he is a very cheap option for you to explore. So too is Mittelstedt. Our Mami Toure is only 4.3 million and could therefore be a differential. The other one to consider is Unjika if he does start, but I don't think he's quite as prolific or has the potential to be involved in the attacking returns as Toure. And then Mittelstedt, he's only 6.4 million, but with a three-man backline that Klinsmann looks to be employing, he's playing as a wing-back now, so he may just be one to keep an eye on. But admittedly, I think if I had to pick between the two, I'd probably go for Toure over Mittelstädt myself. So there you go, to complement Flo's suggestions. The last question, Flo, because we have kind of touched on it. With Dost out and Silver short of fitness and not exactly guaranteed to start all the games between now and Christmas, could we be looking at Paciencia as someone to rely on from now until the winter break if you really wanted to kind of fix someone in place for a couple of games? Yeah, at least if Frankfurt is getting better. And I'm not 100%. I mean, I think they're favorites for that match, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Hatter can pull an upset there. Uh, and then they're traveling to Schalke next weekend. It's the last game of the match day, so that's always a bit tricky. Um, that's the reason why I wouldn't invest too heavily in Frankfurt, and since I already have Kostic. I think that's enough for me, but yeah. I think Paciencia will get a lot of minutes. And if you think that Frankfurt can get back off track, I think he's also a good option. But I personally, I'm not a hundred. I'm, I'm not sure that it's going to happen. And that's why I look elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, it is a tough one. Frankfurt, I mean, you've mentioned the fact that, yes, they travelled to Schalke after their Europa League excerpts, but then their last two games before the winter break in the midweek match, they've got Cologne at home. And then on the Sunday, the final match day before the winter break, they're away to Paderborn. So those two games certainly do look attractive. But admittedly, so therefore, you know, you've got a standalone fixture with Schalke and then two attractive fixtures. I don't think it's a bad time to invest in in Frankfurt. That's why I'm looking to do it this weekend. And I, I think if you if you are looking for a striker paciencia he's not too expensive and i think you could certainly do worse okay let's move on to the saturday fixtures then dortmund against dusseldorf to start us off at the 330 kickoffs hummels is of course suspended which should mean that weigel slots in at center back that's what's expected alcasa was in training on wednesday but it's not exactly clear whether he will be in the starting lineup or not for dusseldorf ihan is like hummels suspended which could see dusseldorf switch to a four-man backline and that could see someone like david Kovnyatsky profit in the starting lineup. Now, Sancho has scored at least once in his past three appearances for Dortmund. He's never scored in four straight. Meanwhile, on the opposite side, Hennings has scored eight of Dusseldorf's last nine goals. Flo, who are you picking from this one? It's Jaden Sancho for 18.3 million. Already said that. Break the bank. Yeah, he's probably back up there with Nabri. Nabri and Sancho, I think, at the moment are. Uh, Maybe even better than Sabitzer Ooh. and the two best options, Ooh. in my opinion. But I'd also, I also like Hakimi. The only problem with him is you, you always have a, like a slight doubt in the back of your head if he 
might actually get benched for the likes of Schulz, Guerrero, or Pischek. So that's always uh, a problem with Hakimi. But I'm, I think he's going to play. But still, uh, Sancho would be a priority. I just like the way my squad is built at the moment. I just can't afford him probably. But if we had unlimited transfers right now, he would be 100% in my squad. Oh, I'd, I'd love that every weekend. Can you imagine? It would be amazing. But yeah, no, it is a tricky one. 18.3 million to Wangle. And yes, with Hakimi, it's odd. Despite him being one of their best performers this season, it doesn't seem like he has really climbed at the pecking order at all. Okay, Leipzig against Hoffenheim. For Leipzig, Galashi and Hausenberg and Forsberg are all set to return. Paulsen is still a doubt, though he has returned to training. For Hoffenheim, Hubner is ill and Vogt has a calf issue and so both are questionable. Meanwhile, Bebu is being backed to return to the starting lineup. Now, Leipzig are the only club to have won all four of their Bundesliga matches in the month of November. Flo, surely you're picking a Leipzig player. Yeah, I am. And I think Sabitzer would be a bit too cheap, not price-wise, but uh, like a bit too obvious. And I think we, we haven't talked enough about Christopher Nkunku he has flown a bit under the radar, but if you check his stats, they're actually amazing. He's 11.4 million. In the last five matches, on average, only Brelan Bolo was involved in more shots than Christopher Nkunku. The only problem with him is, now that Forsberg is back, you're not 100% that he's going to start. And that's a bummer. But if he starts, he's a fantasy superstar. I mean, he's, he's shown that. He's up there. His average points in the last five matches is 15. I mean, that's just, that's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, so uh, I think he's, he's a guy I, from now on I have firmly on my radar and I actually wouldn't mind doubling up with Sabitza and Kunku just because of the convincing way that Leipzig is playing and uh, next match they're traveling to Düsseldorf and it's a Saturday evening game so it's a standalone fixture I think Nkunku is really if you like if you don't mind taking a risk he's your guy Wow, Flo, like, I, I almost feel like I should ask what's wrong with you. Last last week you were advocating for goal-scoring centre-backs out of the norm and now you're suggesting doubling up on a team in midfield. It's very unlike you this season. <laughs> but it just shows you how volatile the game is. But I like it. No, you're right. Unkunku has been brilliant, obviously. And yeah, it's it's really about whether Paulson comes back because if Paulson doesn't come back, I can see both him and Forsberg still being in the starting lineup. And, you know, you'd like to think that he's played his way into contention for a starting spot even if Forsberg comes back but you know Nagelsmann I'm sure has a few tricks up his sleeve but I like the pick flow I like the pick Freiburg against Wolfsburg then moving on Schwolo is not ready to come back into the starting lineup just yet so that means Flecken will continue in goal meanwhile Koch could slot in at centre-back which would make room for Roland Schalai on the wing for Wolfsburg Tisserand is back from suspension meanwhile there is still the debate as to whether Brekelo or Joao Victor will be the starting player up front Freiburg's record of 22 points is their best ever after 13 matches since the introduction of the three-point rule. No team have conceded fewer goals at home this season than Christian Streifside. They've conceded just six so far this season. So Flo, who are you going for from this game? Yeah, so that's why it's fitting that I'm choosing Christian Günther. 12.6 million. 
I just can't explain why he isn't in my squad, actually, because he's <laughs> so consistent. He's scoring points. He, they conceded four goals at Mönchengladbach, and he still ends up with 10 points. He's an amazing choice, but it's just my my structure of my team that I spend uh, the least money by far in defense. And the only, like, I've got one expensive guy that's Kimmich at the moment, then I've got Max who's in the range of Günther, but at the moment I prefer, uh, I'd prefer Max over Günther, but still, I still think that Günther is a really, really good fantasy asset. Yeah. And if you have more mid-price build, which means maybe you don't have Kimmich, uh, I think that's actually okay to do that, then you could afford having Günther and Max in your squad. Um, that, that would be a good-looking squad in my opinion. Yeah, I think I love the way you put that. I'm, I'm questioning why I, I haven't had him in my squad. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel like I've just so totally missed the bandwagon on Gunter, though. And every time you, you expect him to drop off a little bit, he just proves that he's going to score points no matter what. Very impressive season from him. OK, let's move on. Augsburg against Mainz. Now, Lichsteiner and Richter are set to fill in on the right wing. Meanwhile, Gregorich is back in contention, though it's probably unlikely that he'll feature from the off. For Mainz, Bayerlotzer is expected to keep faith with the side that has won two from two. Now, Augsburg have won four of their past five games against Mainz, including one in the DFB Cup. But Bayerlotzer is the first Mainz coach since a certain Jurgen Klopp in 2001 to have won his first two fixtures in charge. This one's a tough game to call, Flo, but who are you picking from it? I'm going with Philip Max, 12 million. I think we see the Philip Max fantasy superstar. We, uh, I think it was the first year we had the Bundesliga fantasy game that he was amazing and like his set pieces are on point right now and that's basically enough to keep him afloat and he chips in with goals and assists and I think he's a he's a really uh, great choice right now. Yep, take it to the max. I couldn't agree more. I think he's very much back in the mix and it's good to see. Final game of the 3.30 kickoffs then Gladbach against Bayern. Ginter is set to return at centre-back. Meanwhile, player is also pushing for a start and there are questions as to who may drop out. I think Turam and Hermann are probably the most likely candidates if that is the case and it's a big if. For Bayern Flick is expected to return to the lineup that won Der Klassiker after a bit of a faux pas last time out against Leverkusen. Now, no other Bundesliga club has have earned as many points against Bayern as Gladbach have since 2014. They've picked up 14 points in 10 games. Not the most impressive record, but when you consider it's the most of any other Bundesliga club, it's not too bad. Lewandowski, meanwhile, he has scored only four times in 15 games against Gladbach, losing seven of those, drawing two and winning just six, which is, again, impressive for Gladbach that they have such a good record against a player like that. But Flo, who are you picking from this one? I'm picking Serge Nabry. Already talked about him. Uh, I think he's right now maybe even the best fantasy option uh, at Munich over uh, Lewandowski. Uh, but one thing to add on the Lewandowski stat is always the, the way you phrase such a stat. Scored four times in 15 games, that is bad. But he also scored three games in the last three matches between these two. And then <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound that awful. Uh, so. That was true. It was I mean, during I'm, his Dortmund time that he tended to draw a dud. <laughs> yeah, and before was Munich. So he basically, in his first 12 games against Gladbach, he scored once. And in the three games since then, he scored three times. So 
<laughs> yeah. Make of that what you will. I'm not. I'm not selling Lewandowski because I mean that gives me the trouble of having to buy him back next week. If you've got the feeling you can pull it off, definitely might be a move that can pay off. I'm I'm not against it, especially since he's playing at the same kickoff time as Timo Werner is. So you have to choose who's going to be your star man there. So if you want to risk a one and done with Lewandowski, uh, feel free to do it. I, I think it's an it's open season uh, who's going to win that game. I probably think Bayern still will edge it out. Uh, just because of the way they are playing. But Klepper also, I mean, that was a great game against Freiburg. Great to watch. It's a fun team. So I'm rooting for Klepper here. I still think Bayern will edge it out. And Nabri is my favorite player of that match. No, that's fair enough. I will say this, learn from maybe my mistakes, but it was around about this time last season that I convinced myself that Lewandowski was in a bad patch of form and that I could drop him and get him back when unlimited transfers came in during the winter break. Let's just say he made me regret the decision. So learn from <laughs> learn from my mistakes from last season. For the Saturday evening game then, moving on, Leverkusen against Schalke. Dragovic is expected to replace the suspended Tar. Meanwhile, we've already mentioned Havertz is back from injury. For Schalke, there's no real notable changes to their squad situation. Ut is still out though. Now, Bayer are unbeaten in five matches, including games against Bayern and Atletico Madrid, while Schalke, they're unbeaten in six competitive fixtures. Let's talk about one player in particular, though, Flo, because he grabbed all the headlines last weekend. And so I've got to ask, does one breakout performance put Bailey back in contention? Uh, not for me, at least. But that's not Bailey's fault. His fault is being a striker in the fantasy game. And that makes it tough for me. If he would be a midfielder, I like he would be ex <laughs> really high on my shopping list because uh, of the standalone fixture. Uh, and we talked about that. There are no great midfield options uh, after the Saturday afternoon games. But since he's a striker with 12.9 million at the moment, I don't have that much of an interest in Bailey, especially because... Uh, Schalke, I think Leverkusen are the favourites, but Schalke will probably make it difficult for them uh, to score many goals and many fantasy points. And yeah, no, I think that's... I, I probably, uh, the way my transfers are set up right now, I won't have a single player in that match and I'm totally fine with that. There you go. Now, I, I think it's an interesting one, but you, you're right. The fact that he's a striker counts against him massively. I do want to ask you about Kai Havertz. We did talk about him a little bit earlier, but I was looking at Leverkusen's schedule and after this weekend, they play against Cologne away from home, then Hertha on home soil and then Mainz away from home to close out the first half of the season. And I know he's high priced at 17 million, but is there any part of you that thinks that Havertz could be a high priced differential between now and the winter break? just given the fact that there won't be many players that still have him in their sides after the injury? Yeah, of course. Uh, especially since it's looking like he's going to play as a number 10. And uh, I mean, we've seen him play on the wing and um, more backwards in the Bayer lineup. So it looks like he's going to play behind uh, Folland as a lone striker. So Folland is a lone striker. Havertz is playing behind him. Uh, I think we've seen his best fantasy performances in that role. So I, I'll have an eye on Kai Havertz because, like you said, every everyone who who takes the game serious doesn't have Havertz right now in his in in the, in the squad. 
That was a really complicated way to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the end. Though. That's all right. I, I hope you guys could follow me along. I think so. Um, um, then let's yeah. talk because I know you said that there is no involvement, but let's talk a bit bigger picture here with Schalke because I want to talk about two of their midfielders as well. We've talked about Amin Arit, but where are you at when it comes to Swat Serdar versus Amin Arit? Is there any part of you that thinks Serdar may be a snuck in front? Yeah, actually there is. I think Serdar might be the better option going forward as long as they're playing the system and the personnel they're just playing because Serra is playing in a really attacking role and he wins more challenges I mean he gives you a higher floor uh, I, w- I would say and, yeah, that's a good way uh, of putting it he's actually clicking what he's finishing so uh, and like I said I read I think he's volatile and I'm not a hundred percent that he can keep up, like the points tallies he he had so far. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, um, b- both of both have really profited from Wagner. So yeah. on the other hand, he's one million less than Sada. I wouldn't buy Sada for Arid at the moment, but uh, if I wouldn't have any Schalke midfielder. I might actually go to Sada over Arid because that's also the way more differential pick. Yeah, no, okay, that's a, that's a fair point. I just thought, yes, given the fact that he picked up another big points haul last weekend, it was worth maybe checking in on exactly where we're at with those two because uh, they are fairly similarly priced. Okay, Sunday games then. These are the big ones. Union Berlin against Köln is the first. Gikovic is expected to brush off the knock he took to his knee in time to play on Sunday. Meanwhile, for Köln, Cordoba and Torod are expected to lead the line. That will mean Modest drops to the bench, probably rightly so if you've seen his last two performances. Meanwhile, there's also good news on the very, very low budget front because Noah Katterbach is fit again, but it's unclear as to whether he will slot straight back into the starting lineup in place of Jakobs. Now, for Union, they have won 12 of their 16 points this season on home soil, including three wins in a row now without conceding. They have actually picked up more points than the other two promoted clubs combined. That's being Köln and Paderborn. And they face Köln this weekend. They've got Paderborn on match day 15. Is is now the time to maybe invest in Union a bit, little bit, Flo? Yeah, why not? But I think the, the problem with Union is you've got two good options in the back with Lenz, by far the best budget defender uh, in the game let me check how it's like he's at 2.6 million right now still very very cheap I also like Trimmel in midfield you got Andrich and then nothing and I don't love Andrich as a choice and up front you could definitely make an uh, argument for Anderson so if you want to really go off the rails I think Sebastian Anderson for 10.1 million might not be the worst choice you can go. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder, you know, the people that may have dipped into the Andrich market last weekend looking for a budget option, you know, it may not be a bad thing in hindsight, given the fact that they can hold on to him this weekend. He picked up last week eight points and at 4.8 million. Yeah, he's, he's not too unattractive of a prospect. In terms of, though, the biggest low budget potential in this game, is there anyone that you want to mention that hasn't already been mentioned, Flo? I think Florian Kainz is interesting. I think I talked about him uh, at the start of the show a bit, 6.1 million. He likes to shoot a lot, uh, which is giving all... Like He's not in uh, high regarded by the Cologne supporters um, because of that, but we like that in fantasy. 
And I think he's going to start. He came on at halftime against Augsburg and changed the game with like his his runs and his ability to dribble and get past an opponent. And also his very good crosses with his right and his left foot. Uh, I think if he's if he plays, he can be a, a great fantasy performer as well, uh, especially for the price tag. Yeah, lovely. Nothing to add on that front. Okay, let's move on to the final game of the weekend. Then Bremen against Paderborn. For Bremen, Moisander and Shaheen are touted to return to the starting lineup on Sunday. For Paderborn, Antwi Ajay uh, could return to the starting lineup, but otherwise, no changes are expected. Now, both Bremen and Paderborn have scored six goals in the opening 15 minutes of matches this season, a Bundesliga high together with Bayern Munich. But which players' flow from this one can we trust? I mean, I talked about. Rashica and Gabriel Selassie, I'll trust them because one of them, Gabriel Selassie, is already in my squad and Rashica will be in my squad at the, uh, at the end of the match day. The other guy I would look at is Leonardo Bittencourt, but I think three Bremen players is too much because keep in mind they're playing at Munich on the next match day. Yes, a very important thing to bear in mind with this one. Now, I'm intrigued to see what that game has in store for us to close out the match day, I have to say. I, I think goals are expected. Therefore, I mean, this is it. I was going to ask you, given Bremen's propensity not to keep a clean sheet, are you not worried about you know their defenders at all? Yeah. Do you think they can I mean, score points despite uh, Goals that? against is not hurting defenders that much anymore because uh, of the way they can pick up points elsewhere, whereas the high totals they get for shots on goal and passes to a shot. And that's what's made me liking Gibber Selassie, because he's definitely one of the target guys um, with all set pieces. I expect Bremen to be a lot in the half of Paderborn and maybe get a lot of set pieces and that could set up very well for Gibber Selassie and also for Nuri Shine if he is back at the helm regarding set-piece duties. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, the, the, only, the only bad thing for Gebre Selassie, he normally scores one goal a season. It's kind of like a token event for Bremen. And the problem is he's already scored this season. He came in a two-all draw against Freiburg. So I don't, I don't know whether we can expect him to score again, but he loves to get forward. This is the thing. It's the funny thing with Gebre Selassie, right? He gets forward. He, he has a lot of headers, seemingly, but he tends to normally just get one a season. It seems to be, as I say, like the token thing. Although I, I feel Flo is probably frantically looking at whether he's got more than one yeah, in a season. I am, I am. Because my, my feeling is is definitely saying that you're oh, wrong. I, I feel I feel like but, I'm not too okay. like I feel like this season he got one. Last season got three. Three. Oh, he got three last season. Season before he got three. Season before that he got five. Oh dear, I'm being one absolutely again. Then he got three. So, th- so three is the magic number. Most of the time, three at least. <laughs> so three, three is the least. magic number then. All right, then my gut feeling uh, of the token goal is is completely off off the mark. But hey, that happens sometimes. That's all right. I'm glad you're there to fact check me on the spot flow. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. I was like pretty quick on that one. <laughs> no, I could just hear you typing. And I was like, like, I know I, what I, he's I, looking I, up. I would have bet money on <laughs> Gabriel Sulasi scoring more than once. That's ju- Usually. That's true. Okay, all right, right. Well proven wrong. Okay, should we close out today's show then uh, with our player picks? Vegas choice flow, who are you going for? Uh, I'm going with Christopher Nkunku, 11.4 million, because of all the reasons I mentioned before. Uh, if he's playing, he's one of the best fantasy midfielders out there, period. The question is if he's going to be out there. And that's why he's a Vegas choice and not a banker. 
Yep, I like it. I went a little more outside the box, I'll admit, with my Vegas choice this week. And admittedly, it's someone that we haven't even really mentioned on today's show. But it's Aaron Martin, the Mainz left back, considering the fact that he's playing at left wing back now, which always gets me a little bit excited, whether it's, it makes sense or not. And on top of that, the fact that he does take set pieces and corners and things like that. And in, in the two games under Bayer Lortzer, he's picked up 20 points. I think that for a one and done, and I stress a one and done because they do have Dortmund next weekend, you could certainly go for him if you're looking for a bit of differential potential but there's a reason he's a Vegas choice and that's because they are away from home against Augsburg and that's a game that right now for me is very much up in the air how about your super schnäppchen though Flo it's a bit boring because uh, he's playing in the Sunday game so we we talked about him before but it's Florian Kain 6.1 million uh, and I think there's actually actually a good chance I'll end up with Florian Kainz in my squad because it makes everything possible that I uh, want to do uh, on the other positions. Yeah, no, I think he's, he's proven this season that he can definitely provide returns in a fantasy sense. Uh, the game against Schalke, the one or draw, stands out in my mind in particular. In, for my Super Schnepchen, I've gone the opposite end of the fixture list. I've gone for a Friday night pick, and that's Daichi Kamada, 6.8 million midfielder. I think if he is in the starting lineup, and if he is in the starting lineup, he'll be probably most likely partnering Paciencia up front. Then he could be a great budget midfield option for Friday night that could get the ball rolling if Frankfurt do play well. And you know what? I'll lead on into my banker pick as well because it is another Frankfurt player. And again, this for me, it comes down to what's the starting lineup looking like as to who I'm going to pick out of these two. But Gonzalo Paciencia, 11 million euro striker, or I say euro, like, do we really even have a currency in this game? Should but be he's 11 million striker. Now, probably. It, I was going to say, yeah, I, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't think, no, I don't think it should be pounds. Bad, bad exchange rates right now. <laughs> but that's another thing. But anyway, to make my point about Paciencia, match day 7 through 10, he picked up 15 points, 20 points, 6 points, and then 15 points again. Between match day 11 and 13, it's been 3-2-2. Two, and two. Not great, I admit, but I think this Friday night could be a fixture that we see him bounce back in. So therefore, for me, he is the banker. Now, Flo, you alluded to who your banker was earlier. You said it wouldn't be too much of a surprise. So go on, fill us in. Rashica. Oh, I'm so, so surprised. 13.8 <laughs> million, uh, best striker uh, in the Bundesliga. And that's not me being a homer. That's like a st- statistical fact. Because, James, uh, I thought I'd blow you away. Milad Rashica is involved in the goal in the year 2019 every 60 minutes in the Bundesliga. And he's he's putting Timo Werner and Robert Lewandowski to shame with this stat. <laughs> so he's the most efficient striker in the Bundesliga if you count goals and assists and if you just count minutes-wise in this year. But I, I think it's not a crazy thing to do that. So uh, that that tells you a lot how, how good he actually is since the start of the Rick Ronda of last season. I think he has 14 goals and 7 assists in that time span and missed a lot of time due to injury. So like his, his, his stats are just amazing. Also scored 5 cup goals in that span, so you could add that too if you want. 
My mind is blown, Flo. My mind is blown. Yeah. No, those are ridiculously good, ridiculously good statistics that really speak in his favour. And if we're being honest, I also had him down as my banker um, <laughs> today as well. But I had I had to concede. Yeah, and for, for anyone uh, interested, Bundesliga.com has an English-speaking article on him being on par with Neymar. Uh, in, the, in this year esteemed so. company indeed yeah. no I think Rashid's is a great pick this weekend there's no doubt about it and I don't really have to pick my jaw up off the floor with that one either it has to be said but okay that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter give us a like on Facebook and if you haven't yet join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League for now from me your host James Harrow Good Flow and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew Alfie Hearn. Alfie Hearn. 